Happy New Year! We are so excited to be celebrating 10 years in ministry this year at Raising Kids on Your Knees, and we can't wait for you to celebrate with us throughout the year. During this year, we will be focusing on consistently praying for our kids, and I want to start the year off by sharing with you all things new for your children in 2022. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to see what new things God is going to do this year in our children's lives. I like new things. I like how they smell coming out of the package. I like how they look all shiny and clean and especially a new car. I like how they work. Usually if they're clothing, I like how they make me feel when I'm wearing them. And chances are you've gotten some new things this past Christmas. The problem with new things is they don't stay new for very long. They stop smelling new, the car gets dirty with the change of the weather, and clothing goes out of style. It isn't long before you're looking for another new thing. Can I get a witness? The great thing about God is all things are new every morning. With him, there's always a new thing he is doing. God has some new things he wants to do in our children's lives this year, and he wants to partner with you as he does them. The very foundation of how God partners with us is through prayer. Here are five reasons to pray daily for your children. Number one, it paves a path for the Holy Spirit to work in their lives. Number two, it gives them a distinct advantage in the spiritual realm. Number three, they want us to pray for them. Number four, children who know they are prayed for are more secure. And number five, parents who pray for their children are more at peace. Mark Batterson in his book, Praying Circles Around Your Children says this, you don't become a praying parent by default. You do it by design, by desire, by discipline. Spiritual disciplines take sheer determination. But if you determine to circle your children in prayer, you will shape their destinies. Just like Susanna Wesley shaped the destinies of her children, your prayers will live on in their lives long after you die. Your prayers for your children are the greatest legacy you can leave. You will never be a perfect parent, but you can be a praying parent. We're making a big push this year to have parents around the world consistently praying for their children. Here are a few ways you can help make that happen. Do you know a mom who would like to join us in prayer for their kids? You can forward her this email. You can forward it to your friends and your family. You can print out the prayer sheets for your Sunday school class or small group. And you can simply invite others to join us by subscribing to the prayer tribe. Join me and others around the world this year as we make the biggest impact on the future we can by praying. I'm looking forward to all God will do in our prayers this new year and am forever grateful to be standing arm in arm with you in prayer. As we get started with our first prayer sheet this year, we will be praying about five new things that God wants to do in your children's lives this year. The first thing is God wants to make your children into a new creation. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17 with me. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 
The absolute best new we can ever be is a new creation in Christ. It will require a recognition of our sin, the fact that there is nothing we can do to make it okay before God, and a submissive heart to receive Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. Once we've made the choice to follow Jesus and invite him into our hearts, we go from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. Our children are born spiritually dead until they make the choice on their own to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Interestingly, God has made it very simple for children to believe in him. The older they become, the harder it is for them to make that decision. Statistics show that 63% receive Christ between the ages of 4 and 18. I had the joy and privilege of praying with all of my children to receive Jesus. I would love to tell you that they walked that faith out from that moment on, but that simply isn't reality. What did transpire in those early ages is they became spiritually alive. Spiritually alive children respond to the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives much more readily than those who are spiritually dead. As you talk about Jesus with your children and share with them who he is and what he has done for them, don't be afraid to ask them if they want to receive him as their Lord and Savior. Trust me when I tell you they will say yes or no. When they respond with a yes, simply lead them through the prayer of salvation. It's really just that simple. Then enjoy discipling them yourself. There's no greater privilege than leading your own children to Jesus. The number two thing God wants to do in your children's lives is a new thing. As Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Change is inevitable. As much as God is the same, he is always doing new things in and through our children's lives. As our children grow, they are in constant state of change. I will sometimes fight the new things God wants to do so hard. New things usually mean we must let go of the old things. With that comes grief and often pain. I don't know anyone who enjoys grief and pain. I remember fighting God so hard when I knew he was about to change everything in my life. I would never look the same again. However, the new thing he did far outweighed the old. It just took courage to let go of what I wanted and embrace all that God wanted. When we make a choice to deal appropriately with those things we don't want to let go of, we can trust the new thing God is doing and be ready and waiting for him to do it. As God begins to do new things in your children's lives this year, let's be those parents who are their biggest cheerleaders. I'm always grateful for the third thing that is new with God. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 promises us this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every day is a new day in the story God is writing in your life and the lives of your children. Each day when we wake up, we can rest assured God's love is steadfast, no matter what happened the day before. Romans 8.39 says, No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you believe that? There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that will separate you or your children from God's love. God's faithfulness to us is so great that every morning the slate is wiped clean and his mercies are new. It's like taking an eraser to a whiteboard and wiping it clean. What about you as a parent? 
Do you start each day with a clean slate towards your children? The good news about all of this is that the love and mercy of God follow your children around like a hound dog, no matter where they go. That gives me great comfort and peace to know that when I'm not with them, God is and always will be. Where are my planners? The fourth thing I want to share with you is that God has a new plan for you and your children this year. Jeremiah 29 11 is one of my favorite verses. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. It's that time of the year when we make plans for the new year. We get out our new planners and start chipping away at all the new year's going to bring for us. The only thing we forget when we are busy making our plans is to include God in them. Yeah, I think if I give God a nod, I've included him in the plans. But have you ever sat down with your planner and asked God to fill it? It may look way different than if you were to do it on your own. What about making your plans but giving God permission to interrupt those plans? I made my own plans for many years without even a glance at what God may want to do. At the end of the day, when I didn't yield my plans to his, I fell in bed exhausted from fighting what God wanted to do in my life. Or maybe you're like me. You plan God right out of your plans. It's your way or the highway. In either case, God knows the plans he has for you and for your children. Plans for good things and not bad things. Plans for hope and a future. Those are things you can count on when we allow God to make our plans. As we teach our children to allow God to be part of their planning, they will learn to walk in tandem with God as at much younger ages than we did. What a blessing that is in their lives. And wrapping it up this week, we can all use some new strength. Isaiah 40 verse 31 assures us of this. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am not good at waiting. I'm getting a little better, but I still have a long way to go. When we refuse to wait on God, here's what we're missing out on. Renewed strength, the ability to soar like an eagle, the ability to run and not be weary, and the ability to walk and not faint. Do you find yourself unable to soar? not able to run and grow tired easily and unable to walk without growing faint, then maybe you need to learn to wait on God. I'm a Martha, not a Mary. My tendency is to do and ask questions later. Are you like that? If you are, waiting will be a discipline for you. However, it's a discipline worth learning. There are too many benefits to pass on. Passing on this discipline to your children will ensure their ability to soar, run, and not grow tired as they follow Jesus. Thank you for joining me for our first podcast in 2022. I look forward to all God is going to do this year. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for my friend. Thank you for our new year. Thank you for all the new things that you want to do in our children's lives, Lord. May we be consistently praying for them every day. I give you thanks and praise and glory right up front for what you're going to do this year. In Jesus' name, amen.